Welcome to In the Village, a prisoner intro cast. And that's the second time for me saying that. Uh, <laughs> I am Shane, as joined as always by Aaron. Salutations, everyone. John. Hello. And our very special guest, Sergeant Drano. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, we'll have you anytime, Drano. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those folks. It's going to be one of those. And we're back, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are, we are, we are. <laughs> it's been a long, long time. Um, uh, Sergeant Drano, is there, where can people find you on this lovely internet of ours? Oh, uh, well, let's see. Uh, I guess, I guess the easiest place to find me is Facebook. Uh, I am a member of your, of your, uh, group. Uh, I guess the spoiler group. You know what? You just have one group, I think. And I participate on, uh, on a fair few of the, the podcasts out there, the intro casts. Uh, I also host my own podcast, uh, called Station 7, The Door. Uh, we started off doing Lost, and right now we're doing The Walking Dead. We'll probably podcast on that tomorrow after the episode airs tonight. Oh, excellent. I have never seen The Walking Dead, even though I do have a 30-day free trial of Amazon Prime. <laughs> which I really need to stop. Um, but before we actually get started on this episode, i um, got to bring it down a little bit, I'm afraid. I just personally want to thank everyone uh, who's messaged the page, uh, left messages on the page and the group. Um um, because of Bob's unfortunate pass, passing, um, people who've messaged me personally as well. Um, I want to thank every single one of you. Uh, I ta- I'm not going to mention every single one of you by name because I'm I'm sure I'm going to forget somebody. And, and that list would, will go on and on. Ex- exactly, exactly. So I uh, just want to say thank you for everybody uh, sending us messages. Um, as you can see, we are back. Uh, I want to d- dedicate this show and all of our shows going forward to the memory of uh, Bob. So, uh, we'll get into the episode. And it is the general. And we start, as always, with the TV wall synopsis, which reads as follows. The prisoner is the only member of the village community to rebel against the latest order for number two. The orders are to attend uh, se- sensational lecture classes, introducing a new kind of schooling which promises a university degree in three minutes. The prisoner has one ally in his stand, a young man who apparently sympathizes with his point of view. But can he be trusted? No, no one can be trusted, clearly. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, I'll ask you the question, as, al- as I always do. We have a new number two, as always. Um, played by uh, Colin Gordon. What do you think of this particular new, uh, new number two? Awkward silence. I think that sums it up. <laughs> uh, he was he was pretty standoffish. Um, I didn't really get a good impression of what the guy was really about, other than he really wanted this project to go through. Um, other than that, he didn't really leave much of an impact. He's got some good facial expressions. Especially at the end. Mm. <laughs> he likes milk. Yeah. Everybody yeah. likes milk. Come on. Except lactose intolerant people. Mm. Well, they're just dirty heathens. And they need to burn. Oh. We're going to burn them. <laughs> that seems a bit... That seems a bit too far. But anyway, um, the episode opens and number six having a coffee in the coffee shop. 
and he is being stared at by a, a relatively young man on number 12. Um, then we go into uh, get those announcement and saying that the next class of the of the uh, the uh, the general's uh, next class on history is about to start. So everybody rushes off except number six. And then he wants another cup of coffee, but the waiter says, we're closing. Not, did you not hear the announcement? So everybody seems to be indoctrinated into this thing, whatever this is, about wanting to be, learn history. This raises a question, because, you know, this isn't the first time we've seen something like this happen, where it's like everybody in the village knows except for six. Yeah. So, are they purposely keeping him out of the loop on things, or is it just that, you know, he's not paying attention to, like, the, the bulletins that are going on? Uh, I would come to the fact that he's individual, so he's rebelling against everything. Mm. I don't know, he, 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 I, felt like, I, I felt like he was completely oblivious to what the heck this thing was. It's because of Uruhypno, the rape drug. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Memory loss. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Or, moving on. Yes. Uh, he is uh, uh, spoken to by number 12. Well, I got a question. I got a question. Take it, sir. Take, take it, sorry. Uh, how do you, are you sure he was drinking coffee? Well, I'm assuming he was. I mean, I mean we can make alcohol-free vodka and alcohol-free <laughs> other things. For Lord knows it could just have been fake coffee. Because cause in Arrival, he's presented a choice of tea or coffee, and he chooses tea. Well, he tells him coffee, so... Mm. Oh, he does say coffee? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, 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 tell, he tells the, the guy who works the shop another cup of coffee. Oh, and he, he does... And then he, and then he charges him the two work credit units for, for a cup of coffee. Uh, but then he doesn't give him more coffee. Well, that was... I, I'm assuming it was for the previous one. Yeah. The yeah, bastard. he was paying for the one he had. Oh, so I guess they don't have too many dining dashes in the village. They let them pay after. That's pretty yeah. good. I mean, there's only like 60 people in the village. I mean, honestly. <laughs> okay, so it was coffee. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. This might be a sign that they're finally breaking him since he's he's drinking coffee and not tea now. No. Possibly. Coffee has long been the drink of rebels. <laughs> Um, so, and we see a rushing around on the beach, and the helicopter is flying overhead, and we are told that that is the professor running away. At this point, I was wondering how many people has Six inspired to try and do this at this point. Yes. Oh, don't forget that number 12 was leering at number 6, sort of I, slutting yeah. with his eyes. I, yeah. I thought when they first met, I was like, oh, look, it's the evil twin of number 6 when we first saw him. <laughs> I just thought, yeah. oh, there's the evil twin for the episode. <laughs> I figured they were going to do more with that, but then they didn't. Yeah. Uh, Tw- twice the man. Yeah. Twice the man that 6 is. Yeah. Uh, then uh, number 6 is on the beach, and he's watching... Everybody uh, running across, and he finds a tape rec- tape machine or a tape recorder. An awfully big tape recorder. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an iPod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a 1960s version of the iPod. Yeah, oh. and there's a message of from the professor on it, and then number six sees people approaching, so he decides to drop it behind the bush. Yeah, because that <laughs> pocket's big enough. Yeah, I, I have a, I have another question. Take it. 
uh, all those people that were running after the professor, were those just like a whole bunch of warders or were those just like indoctrinated prisoners that were running after him for some reason? What do you guys think? I think they looked like indoctrinated prisoners to me. That was kind of weird. Well, at the very least, they capture him and he brings him back to the village and those few people at num- with number six also takes him back via Minimoke to back to the vi- yeah. uh, back to the village, and they're also wearing these um, bad these rosettes. Not sure if you noticed that. It's a what? A rosette? What? Yeah, they're, they're all they're, those two people who took number six back to his house were both wearing uh, professor rosettes. Oh, oh, rosettes. Okay, okay, yeah. that's the little flowery, uh, yeah. fancy pin yeah. thing, yeah. like from Free for All, I guess, yeah. with the professor's yeah. face on it. Okay, yeah. I have. I was not familiar with that term. Yeah. <laughs> you guys probably use those in elections all the time. Yeah, we do. Yeah, they, they, I, do. I have mine right here somewhere. Does it got your face on it and stuff? My fr- no, it doesn't. Oh, just has, it just has my political um, allegiance. Oh, okay. And number six sits down and watches TV, and they're just about to uh, do this uh, history lecture. And we're introduced to the professor's wife, Yep. And then we then we uh, we see the professor in his study, and he introduces this lecture, and it's well, so it's, it's a quite a bizarre uh, series of images, yep. <laughs> including a very very a green light, a, f- <laughs> a crash zoom, yep yep, and constantly staring to the eyeball of one man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he drops his cup of V8 yeah. of whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> And he, we see number two entering his house, and he's trying to find that missing tape recorder. And he's number two is with a um, uh, another person, and with a little uh, thing, and they're just trying to sort, find the tape recorder, and they can't find it. And <laughs> number two and number six have a bit of a conversation. Yeah, and uh, uh, six actually points out, like, oh, you need to check the cupboard, and then there's nothing in the cupboard. And we. We see, uh, number two, number six at, number two asks number six a series of historical questions. This is where one of those great facial expressions was happening. Mm. <laughs> Got some really good, uh, lip action there while number six is responding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Super smirk. Yes. I won't ask you the, the questions. <clears throat> good plan. <laughs> Well, they were always the, the same questions. Mm. I mean, it's like, oh, everybody remembered this one section of history. Where, you know. I kind of want to see outtakes from that scene where they try to synchronize, mm. but probably keep messing up. I love that they both, like, roll their R's, too, at the same time. Mm. <coughs> yeah. And then number six rushes over to the phone and rings a random person, we don't quite know who that person is, to ask <laughs> the same sets of questions. Yes. And we cut tonight. Oh, a question. A couple of questions. Take him. Take him. Okay. uh, Question number one. Uh, Were were you guys surprised that number six would try out this thing, that he would let himself be subjected to whatever the speed learn thing is? I was a little surprised that he would let himself, you know, be zapped by this thing, whatever it does. And the second question is uh, something that uh, has gone right out of my head and it'll be 
come back to me in a minute. <laughs> but were you guys surprised that he would he would actually participate? Uh, not really, because again, this is probably the first mm-hmm. he's heard about it, and you know, just wanting to see oh what the hubbub is all about. Uh, Plus, there's the fact that you know the village only gets one channel. I mean, there's not much else to do anyway if everything else is closed. Seriously. <laughs> Unless we want to face Rover again, which seems to be the one thing he seems to fear. <laughs> the, the second question will be better later on in the episode, so mm. continue. One, one thing I did actually time to mull it over, right? <laughs> one of the things I did. One of the things I did actually forget to mention. I forgot to him on notes, and I forgot to mention it. Um, when those uh, two people in the mini Merc were taking Number Two back to his house, uh, they had sight problems. Because the actor in the Minimoke couldn't get the car, the Minimoke, to drive. <laughs> so, quoting, uh, Norman Mitchell had uh, problems with the gears. And when Peter Graham Scott, the director, um, attempted to help, he, uh, the director failed to realize the vehicle was in, was in gear and the, it lunged forward and demo- demolished the part of the set. Oh, <laughs> no. Costing extra studio time to repair. How sad. <laughs> so which, which was the, uh, the guy that had trouble with the gears? Was that the dude with the beard or the other guy? Uh, I think the dude with the beard, I think. Excellent, excellent. He's my favorite. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> back to the, um, episode. Um, we, we cut it tonight and number six finds number 12 in the bushes. As you do. As you do, exactly. And they have it, they have words, and number 12 gives number 6 the tape recorder. Yep. To kind of prove that he is on his, number 6's side. Yep. Yeah, um, there was a bit at the end, um, he asked him, like, what was the treaty of Andipola, ta-da-ta-da-ta? Adrian Nopal. Yeah. Um, yep. and 6 answers yep. September 18, 20. Yep. The, the yeah. usual, the usual, yeah. 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 Um, and then 12 makes the point of like, no, I asked you what it was, not yeah. when it was. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. whatever they did isn't perfect. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought that was a really, I thought, I really liked the way that scene was written in that it sort of communicates what Speed Learn actually does. Mm. It's like, uh, I mean, it gives you specific information, I guess, that it's programmed to give you, but it just kind of programs you to respond certain ways without really thinking about yeah. what it, it is, of, I guess. It just kind of dumps Spoon the feed and regurgitate. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. give you any contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. That uh, was a good show-don't-tell, show-don't-tell moment there. Yeah. yeah. This uh, set was actually the re- reuse of the set that we've uh, seen previously in Dance of the Dead. Which one? Um, Dance of the Dead, the cave set. Which? Oh, oh the cave, okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was the outside of the cave? Yeah. Oh. Just to reuse the set. Uh, yeah. Well, well, it was probably the same cave. Possibly, <laughs> possibly, yeah. Possibly. Well, you know, this was made for British television, so it had an operating budget of, like, a dollar twenty-five American, so... <laughs> You know, well, they, they only have, like, like, one cave over there in England. No, they got one cave and, like, six actors anyway. They're exactly. all just wearing different outfits. <laughs> Running joke as to why every BBC America show has, like, the same three main actors. 
Now, I'm not going to say anything bad about Orphan Black. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then we uh, cut... Well, there's a a small little scene outside the coffee shop um, with two old people um, questioning each other about the question... um, about statements of history. Um, Then we cut to number uh, two... Having a glass of milk on the phone to a superior. Giant pitcher of milk. Yeah. <laughs> also, that was that was a really weird phone. Is that the one I'm thinking of where it was like the giant like red half arc thing? No, 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 no. It, it is red, but it's not a half arc. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's like a, all the other. It's all the other design, the, the L shape, like all the other yeah. communication devices. Yeah. Have we seen a half arc yet? I thought uh, there was one of them in this ser- in this uh, episode. I think. I think I, I know what he's wa- talking about, but I don't think we've seen that on the show yet. I, I haven't wrote it down. Um, you are watching things you're not supposed to be watching, sir. <laughs> what? No, I'm not. <laughs> well, let's have a look. I, well, I, I, give, me a, give me a second now. I will bring the episode up on my phone, so bear with me one oh. moment. And we'll, if, I, if I spot it, I will let you know. I mean, it it looked just like the regular L-shaped communicating phones they use everywhere else. Mm, considering so. I've got it going right now. So. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. While you're while you're looking it up, uh, I, I'll remark that we don't technically know that that was milk. It could just be a, some sort of white substance. <laughs> they never said it was milk. That's true. They didn't, but we're assuming it is. Well, you are. Yes, that's true. <laughs> we, we are actually in the um, council chamber, by the looks of it. Yep. Uh, that we've already seen in free for all, which of course is a re- the blue diamond the chair. Yeah, which is of course a reuse redress set of um, all the other domed um, sets they use at the control room, number two's office, etc., etc., etc. And number two, uh, t- number twelve. Uh, has a conversation with number uh, number two, all these numbers, um, and have a bit of a bit of a disagreement. Number twelve thinks that um, number th- that the professor is a bit of a crank and should be treated as such, and they come to a bit of a blow. <laughs> and then we cut to the control room, and the professor is typing away his notes, only for him to be manhandled out of his office by the doctor and nurse. <laughs> yeah, he really wants to type those notes. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredibly exhausting to you know sit there and type out lecture notes. Yeah, like, yeah, man. yeah. They are they are really pushing him to the edge. Man, <laughs> he's just got to sit there and do research and then type it and do like a short couple of paragraphs. <laughs> man, <laughs> well, those were that was manual typewriters back then. You had to really press down on those keys. To oh, make the, I have that's really true. That's true. I'm making fun, but I realize that they're like, uh, they're they're trying to imply that they're they're keeping this guy up all the time, doing this whole uh, write up for the uh, speed learn thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But (laughs) it just seems like the actor like didn't want to like, oh, I I don't want to stay up a couple hours late to get kind of the ragged look or anything or put on some makeup. I'm just gonna be like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Then we cut back to outside. Okay, sorry, this is set. Um, and we see number two drawing a picture. Number two drawing a picture? No, number six drawing a picture. I apologize. Oh. Yeah, number six drawing a picture. He's actually a really good artist. 
Yeah, Is there anything like... Six can't do? Uh, fight Rover, apparently. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> he can't fight four guys. He can fight three guys, but if it's four guys, he, he's fucked. Yeah. Uh, okay. And the professor's wife comes over and has a conversation with him. And number six shows the professor's wife the picture. It's a lovely picture. Looks like a German. <laughs> of her as a general. Yeah. I'm assuming. No, no, sorry. I think that's more of a Russian uniform, actually, isn't it? Yeah, really? look, it looks more like a Russian era. Yeah. Uniform. I thought it was a British uniform, actually. But <laughs> with those shoulder pips. Yes. <laughs> you can say that again. Oh, sorry, my cat wants attention. That's no problem. No problem. My cat wants attention. Is it a black cat? No, he's uh, calico, I guess. I don't know. And then, uh. Anyway. Yeah. We have the cute little, uh, commentary about artistic expression in, yeah. uh, in this scene. We do. Turning pages from a book. Yep. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. New perspective. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cause you know, well, you know, this did come out in the 60s and the whole, you know, modern art thing was kicking off then. So, yes. I don't know, maybe they were trying to make a comment on that. I, I like that our hero is calling BS on that stuff. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I like that he throws it back in her face when she tears the picture in half. Too. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. And then we see number six doing a bit of breaking and entering. Because he's never done that before. Yeah. That's nothing new. Got some yeah. good sneaking music going on for this scene. Good old sneaking music. Yeah. And uh, he's, he gets caught out. By the professor's wife. Bum, bum, bum. And they have a bit of a conversation while number six is in the meantime taking all the, um, cloths, I suppose you could call them, I suppose. Yeah, it that... could, could be cloths, yeah, yes. They're the, yeah. they're the dust cloths to keep the, Thank you. the, the, the uh, uh, the bus. Dust. Um, yeah. Bust. The bus from getting dusty. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, who, yeah. And he finds one from, uh, a bust of himself. That's not awkward. Or creepy. <laughs> yeah. That, that thing was pretty highly detailed. It's like, how yeah. long have you been watching me? Um, there are a couple of other familiar busts there, too. Uh, it looks like a couple previous number twos. Yeah. yeah, they were all previous uh, number twos. It's really hard to get those glasses worked in the uh, clay, though. So she did a yeah. good job with the glasses. That's true. Very, very true. And, uh, but the professor is sleeping. Uh, during or this conversation, uh, yeah. she makes mention that um, they came to the village willingly. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Might, <laughs> Might not have started true. out that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not wearing numbers. That's true. Yeah. Um, what, what do they call them? Um, he's the professor and... And she's the professor's she's wife. The professor's yeah. wife. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. The sure Professor. If, but yeah, I wasn't sure if they had given her a specific name or not. She's named as professor, the prof, uh, Professor's Wife in the um, credits. Ah, well, that's settled then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so, what do you think when number six took, took that uh, stick and bashed the um, professor's face in. I, I, I honestly was kind of rooting for him to do it the whole time. Okay. <laughs> I was like, do it, do it, do it, do it. He, you can kind of see it coming. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, it was a little bit obvious, but it was still kind of just you, you just wanted to do it just just to, just to have it done. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, I don't really know why on earth they would have like a fake sleeping professor there. What's the point of that? I've asked that question many times myself. Yeah, I, I, I guess in, in and, real life, and, yeah. To try and keep the professor's wife in line. I, I honestly did, I couldn't figure that out either. I was kind of why. I mean, is it <laughs> could it be that it's just that she's like that lonely that she has to make a proxy for him and then pretend <laughs> that he's just asleep? And uh, are we led to believe? I mean, at the end, number two says he he made a mess of your masterpiece. Was he were talking about the fake professor, or was he talking about the bust of number six? What was he talking about there? Mm. I think he might have meant the uh, the uh, the professor in the bed, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what I was assuming. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why she would do that. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Especially how she screams like that. So she's not yeah, that... exactly. If she knew yeah. it was him because she made it, she wouldn't be screaming like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure. Mm. Answers, on, answers on an email postcard to our email address, which we'll give you to you later. <laughs> uh, then we cut uh, to outside, and the guy from the TV station is interviewing people. And he's always asking the same questions. Yeah. <laughs> he's very American, too. Yeah. And then number six goes into the house, and the fuse gets blown. <laughs> I love that he immediately gets a phone call. Yeah. Right as the lights go out. <laughs> yeah. And they tell him to light some candles for the two minutes it takes for And the, exactly uh, where the candles are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not scary at all, is it? Nope. Even though we should be used to it by now. And he actually bothers to light a candle. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, that that room was, I know they were trying to, you know, oh, it's dark in here, I need a candle. But that room is so well lit. I mean, That room was pretty well lit from yeah. whatever weird party is going on outside. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, they, a person comes in to uh, to repair it, and they need a um, new light bulb. And number 12 appears. Number 12. Um. In a, apparently, number twelve did the sabotage. Yes. Yes. And um, and they have a secret conversation. Yeah. And then the, then the power that comes back on, and number twelve is acting all well fix or fix this number six and that sort of lovely stuff. And he offers him either imprisonment or fine. I'll take the fine. I'm sure it wouldn't be up to number six to decide which punishment he would have. Well, well, they're they're very progressive in the village. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but number twelve gives number six an natural pass, and then we cut to inside the town hall for the first time, and the back of the town hall, places that we've never seen before in the tunnels. Yes. And everyone is going through the security system. Dressed very proper. Yeah. You skip, you skip the, lo- the little tidbit there with the professor being looked at by the doctor, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That was slightly inconsequential. Mm. What, does everyone, what does everyone think of the security system? What's with the glasses? <sighs> Honestly, that, that, that just seems kind of, kind of randomly thrown in there. Uh, it seems kind of convoluted. Um, that's, like... that's, 
Well, the uh, that's so they want to be affected by the sublimator on the uh, speed lane. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. That's... I, I was gonna, I was actually going to make a suggestion, which literally just came into my head. Don't they look like Undertakers? Didn't we see an Undertaker in the first episode? Yeah, that's true. That's what it reminded me of. They were all dressed up just like the, the guy from the first episode. Yeah. Going going back to the security system, it reminds me of the most pointless contraption kitty box. Yeah. <laughs> you put you put the nickel on it, and the kitty reaches up, and just grabs it, and puts it back in its box. I had one of those myself many years ago. My yeah, I think you can still ha- get those. My fiance those. has one. Yeah, you can still get them. <laughs> it's just it, it's it's ridiculous, and I guess it, it's amusing at the same time. Yeah. Cat just takes the coin. <laughs> yep. At the dollar store or somewhere. Yeah, he uh, when six gets up there, he tests it out. Yeah. By throwing the bag in, and then he yeah. throws the bag immediately back at him. Then he gets a warning <laughs> that won't happen. That won't happen again. Next time you're killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. And of course, you know, in classic village, you know. Uh, fashion. They don't send anybody to investigate. You know, I mean, we're we're the most secret place in the village. You know, nobody's <laughs> supposed to be in here except for who's authorized. We just yeah. had somebody, you know, try and go through the security system. But no, let's not send anybody. In there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these new ca- committee members, you know, late arrivals. Oh yeah, because they're just not up on the security system there. Yeah. Is it just me, or was there a lot of late arrivals? <laughs> That's true. There's like three or I'll four see. guys who were late. You've never been I'll to see. one of my council meetings before, then, have you? <laughs> I don't live in England. I'm sorry, Shane. I've been to so many of my fraternity meetings when I was in college. Like, all right, hold on. We're supposed to start five minutes ago. We're still waiting on three people to have quorum. <laughs> yes. Did anybody? Uh, did anybody catch? Uh, well, I. Well, part one, I kind of wonder where number six got those clothes from. And part two, did anybody catch what number he was sporting on his disguise? Well, I'm assuming uh, for part one of that, I'm assuming he picked them up from, because number 12 did say, see me in the morning in my office. That's true. So I'm assuming he got it from from um, from him. Ah, that's good. Yeah, could be. And for the number... Uh, not quite certain, actually. As I said, I do have it. I do have it playing uh, in front of me. So bear with me one moment while I actually find the Pacific scene. Uh, after you, after you die, Shane, there's on your tombstone. It's going to be here lies Shane. Pooh, bear with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible, dude. <laughs> but drain the accurate. <laughs> and no, I, I can't. I can't catch it. You need like a bear as your mascot, so in every picture that's taken of you, there'll be a bear with you in the picture. <laughs> so you, it when looks you say like bear with me, fifty-six, but I can't quite get a yeah, I can't, I can't quite get focused that. shot of the number. I can't either. Uh, anyway, uh, number twelve, number six. Uh, goes oh no, it is it. it it is fifty six. I is finally it got it. Okay. Yeah, where I got I got it where he's he's putting the papers away. It, he's actually wearing fifty six as his number. Oh, okay. ah. ah, cool. Another big mystery solved. Brilliant. I can finally sleep at night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so number tw- uh, number six. Uh, guess past the guards by doing the old. I just love this scene. He's just making the hand movements with yeah. the glove. Yeah. yeah. It's like, really? That's gonna work. Okay, that's gonna work, apparently. That's totally is, gonna is work. Is it really gonna work? Is it really gonna work? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Idiots! 
And this is the first time we've seen these soldier type guys, I think. I believe I believe you're right, actually. Yes, I believe you're right. Although it looks like their helmets are like like uh equestrian helmets almost. Mm, so. Possibly. Yeah, they look like they just repurposed equestrian helmets. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we could fit in the budget or we had in the prop room. Yes. <laughs> Alright, let's see. One of the guy numbers is two ninety three. Apparently security guards get high numbers here. Ah. Uh-huh. That's the guy he punches out. Security <laughs> guard punched out was two ninety three. <laughs> well he punches out all of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just the that's just the one we see him trick with the glove hand. Yeah, the other guy he might have spock pinched. Mm. Or might have got him with the knockout lipstick too. We don't know. <laughs> well he was a spy, so or Rohypnol. Yeah. Rape drug. <laughs> Clearly this, epi- this episode has been oddly provided by Rohypnol. <laughs> we're not sure if we're going to have him for the next episode. Yeah. I don't yeah. recall signing that contract deal, but okay. <laughs> it was Shane's fault. He was drunk. <laughs> so horrible. So horrible. Exactly. Can we get back to the episode? <laughs> Alright, so... You can tell our punched out the guard. Our, uh, somehow, yeah. somehow the glove hand trick worked. Yep, indeed. And then he gets into the projection room. Yep. And then, uh, well, there's a big meeting in the boardroom about how this is the greatest, the speed burn thing is the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> they use the word confidence a lot. Yep. And number six, what's that little thing that he got from number 12 into the projection thing? Yeah, After yeah. punching out the projectionist. Yep. Yeah, but the projectionist stabs him. Yeah, yeah, he stabs him with the latest lesson, so he's got, like, instant history floating around through his veins right now. <laughs> yeah. And, that, uh, it does raise the question, what was the greatest thing before sliced bread? <laughs> Monster asked the same question earlier. <laughs> probably just regular bread, probably. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. Unsliced <laughs> <laughs> bread. There we go. Unsliced bread. <laughs> Still <laughs> problem solved. Um, and then, um, because of the arm bleeding, number two f- finds, well. Yeah, he misses the, uh, he misses the check-in call. Yeah. Yeah. He does, he does, he does. But I'm, I'm saying that because of the, the, the sized hand, it's find, it found it easy to spot. Well, <laughs> he's also got a very recognizable face, That's I think. True. That's yeah. true. <laughs> He so tries to play it off with that whole, uh, everything's under control here, uh, situation normal, had a slight weapons malfunction, uh. No, no, no we have a reactor leak, it's real bad, <laughs> real bad down here. <laughs> Very bad, give us a, give us a minute, lock it down. <laughs> Very bad leak. <laughs> uh, boring conversation anyway. <laughs> uh, so, and then number two is, I was going to say question, but it's more like interrogate, interrogate. Number six is interrogated by number two. Before that, uh, was it a little weird how, uh, those guys, like, somehow snuck up on number six? Cause I I was going to make a comment. They have quiet doors, apparently. (laughs) They have really quiet doors in that building. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously they teleported. Yeah. He was, was whatever. What, he was enthralled by what was on the what was on the uh, periscope. Exactly. Yeah, it was that battleship he was targeting. And, uh, He's about to really hit it with a history bomb. <laughs> yeah. 
interrogation. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Shane. Uh, no problem. And then he's being interrogated by number two. And then we decided to actually meet the general. The general. Who thought it was a computer? I figured it was a computer from the start. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> it, it obviously wasn't a person, and they weren't talking about it like a person. <laughs> Although, you know, real-to-real transfers and, you know... Uh, uh, Metal strips with holes. Yeah, uh, punch card feeds, you know. Man, that <laughs> thing takes me back. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, we meet... And I believe, if I go back to my notes... They, and I've, they take and him I've into bought- the room and they show him uh, how the professor does it. He he types up his lesson and then he feeds it into the the stat punch yep. machine and then that yep, gives yep. him a punch card and then he puts it into uh, uh the general the general makes the uh, general is never big. wrong yeah uh, the <laughs> professor yeah the professor's room reused parts of Colonel J's office from Charles of Big Ben and also housed the general itself uh-huh. yeah that desk looked a little bit familiar. Mm. Well, they only got a couple of desks in the uh, in United Kingdom. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's like, what, 10 desks in the entire country? I mean, <laughs> Probably. There's only yeah, like 35 my own. people. <laughs> yeah, my old trusty desk, which I was tapping just then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, number two is going to ask the general a series of questions to try and get who is the um, traitor in the village. <laughs> And when he's asking these questions, doesn't it seem like he's already figured it out? Yeah. That's what I thought he was <laughs> he building up to. Like, yeah. I already know. Yeah. You know, he, well, he points out that, uh, like, finance or, or administration, administration yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. is the only also people who can... that number 12 is an official in administration. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, you know... 12 and him had a conversation the other day, or that uh, 12 has been shadowing 6 this whole time. I mean, shh. <laughs> I mean, 2 plus 2 must obviously equal 5 in this situation. Uh, 2 plus 2 clearly equals fish. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot the uh, aquatic quadrillion. <laughs> you forgot to carry the one. Uh, I see. <laughs> yes, uh, it, it just seemed like they were setting up for that, and then I have a question that can't answer. Yeah. Where did this come from? <laughs> the, the, the real the real thing is, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Instead of going through with my master stroke here and, you know, finding out all your secrets, I'm going to let you pull some BS and type in a question. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm just going to. Cle- all right, because clearly you can't one-up me. Fine, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's um, like a big secret what the question is, but as he's feeding the paper into the machine, you could totally read what it says on the yeah, paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he feeds the question to mach- into the general, and the general blows up. <laughs> taking the kidding professor, the professor and, 12. and 12, yeah. It would have been funnier if it just answered uh, because. <laughs> <laughs> Reasons. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's the end of the episode. I've got one last note, actually. Uh, to avoid any p- potential references to the French president and military leader, uh, General Charles de Gaulle, the episode <laughs> and the computer was renamed the Chevreux, the Brain. 
And the question that number six used to destroy the machine is quoi, which is the French for what. Since the French for why is French for why it, and I'm going to butcher this. Sorry, Fred. Um, but I'm going to butcher this. It's pour, it pourquoi. That's pourquoi. Thank pourquoi. you. Yeah, which was too long to synchronize the pictures. Uh, that doesn't stop American dubbing over Japanese. Mm. We're America. We do what we want. Yeah. And, <laughs> and in Italy, it was originally titled uh, in English the the, the dictator. <laughs> 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 oh, that's horrible. That's uh. Oh, I did actually. Forget, I did. I did forget the the final, uh, very very last scene where number six seems to be made made up with the professor's wife. But that's our episode. <laughs> and then we end now, on that bomb on that bombshell. The episode ends. Yeah. Now, now it seems like they surely must have. I mean, surely the village would have informed her already that her. Her husband is dead. So I'm, I'm guessing probably number six was just telling her that it was him that actually killed him. Possibly. You know, just kind of in your face, woman. I killed your husband. Gonna cry about it? Maybe. <laughs> I'm not gonna cry. You're gonna, gonna cry. cry. Yeah, I'm gonna cry. You're gonna cry right now. <laughs> uh, I do have it in my notes, um, but I don't know what it um, what it is that they go back to my notes for 30 seconds. Um, I a question while you're looking at your notes. Yeah, go take it. Uh, did anybody recognize number 12 from something else that he was in? Uh, John Castle. Uh, no. I did not. Nope. <laughs> uh, number 12 uh, might be known from the truly excellent movie, a RoboCop three, in which he played. Oh, never watched that. So that McDaggett, that. the uh, the he, the head of the uh, the repos. RoboCop uh, three like a... is a good movie. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, they made a RoboCop three. <laughs> they made a RoboCop three. And they made a reboot. Of course too. they did. Yeah. yeah the it also had. Uh, it also had Rip Torn in it. He was great too. Well, I, I do like Rip Torn actually. I do like Rip Torn. Yeah. Mm. I do have uh, the uncredited um, people in it. Patrick McGowan is down as speaker. What that speaker <laughs> speaker is, I don't know. Interesting. Mm. I think... Um, the, the, the speaker over the loudspeaker telling people to go to class? No, that can't be him. No, I oh. think that when, um, uh, when they're calling around uh, getting everybody to check in, uh, at one point we, we see a shot of a speaker on the wall. And I think maybe McGowan <laughs> played at that speaker. Possibly. Uh, oh, possibly. Like makeup then. Yes. Possibly. Uh, Man is a master. <laughs> has anybody got any other uh, notes, queries, questions, anything like that? I'm all out, but I'll open up the uh, floor. I think that's it for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. We'll be right. We'll be right back after we play this ad for an amazing radio sitcom on the internet. Wow! And it is it's quite amazing. We'll be back right after this. Okay. In the tradition of Hitchhiker's Guide, Red Dwarf, and any other show you already like, comes. A Brief History of Time Travel, a sci-fi sitcom about love, 
first she did really like me, and then we got to know each other, and then she still didn't really like me. Action! You have to minimise your interactions with people. Try to blend in. What's that on your fists? Tell me that's your blood. I said minimise, not completely avoid. Suspense! You can't shoot me before I'm born. Won't that create some kind of massive paradox? Nope, no paradox. No, that can happen. Yeah. Intrigue! The conspiracy theorists were sure that you were the most likely candidate. They think I was more likely to be Shakespeare than Shakespeare? And excitement! It's a golden rule of time travelling that you can always find a recent newspaper in the nearest rubbish bin. You know, I almost never had to do this kind of thing before I met you. A Brief History of Time Travel. A radio sitcom on the internet. Launching Monday, 23rd of September at abriefhistoryoftimetravel.com. I quite liked playing the role of a dashing adventurer in time with two idiot companions for company, writing roles. You mean starting fires and fraudulently stealing intellectual property rights? Yes, exactly. Golden days. <laughs> Welcome back, and please check that out. It is now totally free, and, I, and it is over four hours of audio, so, and it's a PDF making of book as well, so I really implore you to check that out. Oh, four hours? Wow. Mm. <laughs> yeah, please check that out. It's, it is amazing. Um, but actually, while, while, actually, while we're on plugs and giving shout-outs, I want to just give a quick couple of shout-outs myself to um, to uh, Bob's for um, to Bob's co-host on um, on Clone Dance Party. They're restarting. Well, when this episode goes out, they're going to be restarting, restarting, I think, either tomorrow or the next day. And I just want to give them a shout-out to them. Uh, that's Clone Dance Party, uh, an from Black intro cast. Um, please check them out. I'll be guesting with them in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, covering, as I said, covering from Black. And they are an amazing podcast, so please check them out. And also, um, Bo- uh, Bob's other form of uh, podcast... Uh, the NXT Rundown, which you can find on Inside the Ropes, that's talking about uh, all about at the wrestling show NXT. Uh, so we'll go into your feedback, and first of all, I ha- I have an email from Dan Wilson, and Dan Wilson says, "By your count, this is episode. Uh, this is by your count, this episode is number six. But it's not a number, it's a free man. Ha! Or in this ha, case, a free ha, episode. Ha! Ha! ha. <laughs> or, or in this case, a free episode. Indeed. <laughs> uh, funny thing is, I pulled out my phone out of my pocket and it asked why. And instead of having a meltdown or filling an entire room, it gave me some Google results. <laughs> I wasn't, however, disappointed with the results because it did not include what I considered the only appropriate answer, namely, why not? Be seeing you. Dan, mm-hmm. and he's given me a bit of a PS here. The ha 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 is what the DVD captions called as sinister laughter, and not me laughing at my own joke. <laughs> uh, so thanks very much for that, Dan. And next up, we have an email from Harold. Yes, Harold. <clears throat> hey, Harold. All right. Uh, welcome back, everyone. I'm glad you decided to continue the podcast. It was an honor and a privilege to be able to guest with Bob on your podcast recently, as well as one of his others, Clone Dance Party. I uh, I always enjoyed hearing Bob's thoughts on through his many podcasts and Facebook posts. He made a big impact on our community and will be greatly missed. As for the general, uh, this is our first episode in which we do not deal with an escape attempt or a plan uh, or a plan to get number six to crack. 
the threat of speed living doesn't hold a candle to those story li- those other storylines. And I miss the cat and mouse games between six and two we usually get. Plus, the concept that six can destroy the general by asking it why is an idea that feels very dated. Harold gives it six out of ten smashed paper mache professor heads. How about thermonuclear war? <laughs> Since he brings that concept up. Why not a nice game of chess? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, we have... Uh, Victor! Yeah, yeah, indeed. Please take it. Back in the 60s, there was some concern about subliminal advertising and even mind control. And this episode, explore- this episode explored that theme. Overall, the general was a good episode that kept me guessing on my v- first viewing. The project... Speed learn seems like a great success, but as number two points out, knowing when something happened isn't the same as knowing what it was or why it happened, and I could go on with that tangent, but I won't. But that's the central question here. Is it an education or an indoctrination? Unfortunately, the effects don't hold up well after 50 years. The little plastic hand that grabs the security pass disc looks like a cheesy trinket that could be found at a dime store. (laughs) A modern show would use the trope of a flash drive to plant the information they needed, but the producers did the best they could with their budget and technology of that era. So I give this episode nine impossible questions out of ten. Regards, Victor. Wow. Wow. Thank you very much. Impressive, Victor. Yes. Thanks, everyone, for uh, your feedback. And, of course, as always, you can uh, send feedback to the prisonerintercast at gmail.com. You, know, you can also find us on Facebook, which is... As I always see... Com slash the prisoner introcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> <in the village. laughs> Thank you very much. And you, you can also find the link to the spoilers group from there. And also you can find us on Twitter. Yes, Twitter. That's new. We finally got around to actually in, getting around to, in, getting around to living the wonderful world of tr- Twitter. If I can actually oh, say that right. We have a Twitter now. We certainly do. Apparently. And it's, we can find it at prisoner intro. That's prisoner intro. So you can find this on there as well. Man, we're moving on up in the world. We got a Twitter now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Next, next, next stop, MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> One step forward, two steps back. <laughs> you can set, start setting up our live journal after that. Oh man, <laughs> a WordPress blog, man. Um. So uh, we'll get on to uh, ratings now, and. Uh, Sergeant Drano, as you are our guest, you have the honor of going first. Uh, I will rate it. Uh, my my feelings are uh, along the same lines as one of our uh, feedbackers. I'm going to rate it six out of ten passes issued from administration. Okay, and then uh, Aaron. Um, yeah. I, I think, as I mentioned, I think either when we first started recording or just before we started recording, meet the lowest rated episode so far. Uh, I, I, I do agree with Victor. It's kind of, you know, you know, not the same as knowing as what or why. And as a history major, yeah, I, I can definitely, that was my biggest issue. It's like, no, you can't, you can't really teach history like you kind of can with math. It's not spoon fed and regurgitate, even though. The episode kind of goes that way, and I have a long rant about the public education system that I won't go into, trying to do the same thing with other subjects. But I definitely give it just uh, – I give it four burnt-out light bulbs out of ten. <laughs> cool. Brilliant. And then uh, John? Um, I think this is one of those episodes where it really starts to show the age of the series. Um, maybe... And that we needed filler episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... 
Well, I wouldn't call this a filler episode. It, it goes to show kind of what the village is supposed to be doing. Um, they're trying out new technologies and things like that. Um, but personally, this this wasn't really a good episode. It broke a lot with the, the themes of the series. Um, number two wasn't very uh, convincing as an antagonist. Okay. Um, so I'm going to probably give this one... Uh, I'm going to say... Three out of ten little plastic hands. <laughs> okay, and it falls to me, and I am agreeing with everybody else on this podcast. It isn't one, it is actually one, not one of my personal favorites. Actually, it's one of my least favorite, actually. I'm sure we're going to get emails about this. <laughs> but, yes, so watch thought, your hate. It's how we yeah, live. Yeah, please it's email your hate. hate. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Somebody, so somebody is going to be it's their favorite episode of all time, and they can't believe how we didn't love it. Indeed, I, mean, I know. Hatred leads to anger. Anger leads to suffering. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Senator Palpatine. <laughs> so I'm going to have to give this um, four. Na- no, actually, I'm going to give it five. Um, blown Ooh, fuses. Good gracious. Five blown fuses. I was going to give it four and a half, but I decided to round it up. We don't do half. <laughs> okay. mm. No half measures. Yeah. So, the ne- our next episode, which we'll be recording uh, in a week from when this episode goes out. Oh, the 8th? Yep. The 8th of February. No, the 8th of March. I mean, I mean 8th of March. <laughs> We're already at the end sorry, of February right. here, Shane. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> sorry. Wishing my life away, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the 8th of March. And we'll be recording the episode A, B, and C. We're getting a Sesame Street episode? <laughs> yes. Is there a song and dance? This episode brought to you by the number six. <laughs> and the letter Y. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> so, what does A, B, and C mean? I love this part of the, of, of the show. Where we sit here and try and uselessly figure out what the next episode's going to be about. Yeah. It's going to have to do with three things that have to be done in a certain order that number six is going to try and figure out why. Um, <laughs> I'm going to speculate that there's going to be some witty banter. Patrick McGowan looking sour. Uh, I knew number two. I, I know that's shocking. There may, in fact, be a new number two in this episode. What? And <laughs> maybe Rover. Because we haven't seen Rover in a while. I haven't seen a rover in an episode or two. Yeah. Actually, yeah. What do you actually? While we're, we're here, how do you rate this number two compared to all the other numbers you've seen so far? Uh, on the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where's one? What was uh, what was you guys' least favorite episode before this episode? Um, for me, it would I probably think... have to just be Arrival, just because it was setting everything up. Oh, okay. I can't remember who it was, but one of you did, didn't like Free For All. Uh, which one was Free For All? The election one. Uh, that might have been me. <laughs> I'd have to go back and listen to the episodes. <laughs> it, it's been a while. Uh, it has, it has, it has. Uh, I know I didn't care much for Free For All. Okay. Uh, okay, well, I think we've um, finished here, but thanks, everyone, for listening, and thank you for... Uh, uh, for Drano for being our guest this week. Do you want to give another shout out to your many podcasts? Uh, sure. My podcast is called Station 7, The Door, and you can find it on iTunes. 
And uh, it's a live call-in show. We encourage people to call in and join us or send us hate mail or uh, leave us nasty voicemails. Uh, all kinds of interaction we encourage. Cool. Brilliant. 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 Well, we'll see everybody in a fortnight. Bye-bye, everyone. Be seeing Bye-bye. <laughs>